This podcast is brought to you by CATV, building community in the Upper Valley through media. Hello and welcome to Shelf Help, a podcast where booksellers help you answer one of life's trickier and we argue most important question, what to read next. I'm Lisa, co-founder of The Book Jam, a nonprofit designed to help you find your next great book. And I'm joined by fabulous owners of three amazing independent bookstores. I'm Allie. I own Still North Books and Bar in Hanover, New Hampshire. I'm Carrie. I'm one of the co-owners of the Yankee Bookshop in Woodstock, Vermont. I'm Emma. I'm one of the co-owners of the Norwich Bookstore in Norwich, Vermont. And I'm Sam, the other co-owner of the Norwich Bookstore. And if you've heard us before, you know our episodes answer questions from listeners. So please send your reading dilemma to shelfhelpuv at gmail.com or use your preferred social media method to reach any of these three amazing independent bookstores. We will do our best to answer all questions we receive in an upcoming episode. And with that, we jump into recommendations in Book Talk. For this episode, each bookseller has been asked to discuss one book that they can recommend for answering the following question. And we received this question via a Facebook message from Tom S. And here we go. This is a long one. So, I could use some advice. I sort of fell out of reading regularly for fun. Due to the events of the world, I focused more on reading educational topics. I used to read a lot of sci-fi and fantasy. Some of my favorite novels are the Dune series and their prequels. And growing up, I loved, and he capitalized loved, The Lost Years of Merlin. I got the book series for The Magicians a few years ago and worked through that and really liked it. I would like to get back into reading for pleasure again, but nothing has really gotten me super excited. And unfortunately, with the rise of streaming on TV, it can be hard to get motivated to sit down and read. I'm trying to reignite my love of reading. Can you help? So Tom, the answer to that is yes, we can. (laughs) Maybe. That's the spirit. I'm channeling my inner Obama. So yes, we can help you. And I don't know who wants to start. Does anyone... Was, were they moved by the... I heard a lot of people were riffing off of the television part. Mm-hmm. I can start. Okay. I actually have a couple Yay, suggestions. Yay, Emma. See, I told this is you. right up my alley. So the first one I thought of was literally anything by Naomi Novik. If you're not familiar with her, she writes mostly fantasy. I think her first series begins with His Majesty's Dragon, and it's basically the Napoleonic War, but with dragons instead of ships. And that's actually the only one of hers that I haven't read yet. Specifically, I think what I would recommend, just based on your enjoyment of The Magicians, is her newest series, which starts with... The Deadly Education? The, yes. her newest... Love the collected brain. <laughs> <laughs> I would start with her newest book series. The first one is A Deadly Education, and it is literally... Harry Potter meets the Hunger Games. And I know that a lot of marketing has thrown those two series around since they came out. But it is about this woman who goes to a magic school that is basically trying to kill the students at the magic school. So they have to fight for their lives. It's really, really good. She just has this way of writing that leaves you breathless. And you're just going to want to keep reading. The other series slash writer that I would recommend is Becky Chambers. The first book is A Long Way to a Small Angry Planet. That the Wayfarer series? Wayfarer series, thank you. That book reminded me of watching Firefly, which I loved. And for those who don't know, Firefly is basically a Western but in space. The Wayfarer series is cool because every single book is a little bit different, but it's basically about a group of people living in a spaceship. And it's just, it's fun and it's funny. 
very interesting, and I liked it so much that I read the rest of the series. That was a really good start. Anybody else? I'm really excited I didn't pick the same things as you. (laughs) (laughs) What did you pick? No, so I went two directions with this one. From the streaming end of things and the fact that you loved Dune so much, I decided to go for the Expanse series by James S.A. Corey. That's nine really big books, so you get to just kind of immerse yourself in it. It is a space opera. Very high praise from many friends of mine who all really love those big, epic space opera odyssey things. And I think a lot of people probably know about the show but don't necessarily know about the books. So yeah, that's one direction. The other direction is just a a favorite world-building author of mine is N.K. Jemisin. The Broken Earth trilogy is just genius seconded yeah the first book is the fifth season and the premise is that there are like five repeating seasons that happen in this world that she's built that all kind of coincide with our first four kind of coincide with our seasons or our idea of seasons here on earth but then the fifth season is basically where everything like dies out and then i never actually knew what the fifth season was about yeah so no but what i love It's yeah, it's terrible. But the world that she builds is super rich. There's a ton of like actual sciencey stuff in here about like different forms of geology. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything that she writes is brilliant, but this definitely has the feel of like an epic fantasy sci-fi series probably more sci-fi than fantasy i think either one of these could be something you could totally immerse yourself in the thing about the fifth season is that it also ends i don't know if you experienced this with like a whoa i have to read the next one (laughs) right now and i felt the same way about a deadly education and i feel like when you're trying to get back into reading picking a series that's going to do that for you is Mm -hmm. very helpful sam or ali i'll jump in unless sam wants to go for it all right (laughs) Okay, Tom. (laughs) I feel like I wish I had more information from you. You mean his question wasn't long enough? I was going to say, there was a lot I wish I could have a conversation with him. I guess one of the things that I grabbed onto about your question was that with the rise of streaming, it can be hard to get motivated to sit down and read, as we've already discussed. And so when I was first thinking about this, I was like, look, I'm the wrong bookseller for you. I don't do epic sci-fi fantasy. Like, I, so let me phone this in and I'll recommend like a, the one book that I really, really love that I feel more sci-fi fantasy readers can get behind. And so I'll start there. It is Annihilation by Jeff Vandermeer. I would say the whole Area X trilogy, but honestly, I only read the first one because I heard from everybody that the first one's the best one. You might want to read more. That's your call. It is about this area in what is Probably what we think of as Florida that has been reclaimed by nature following a mysterious event. And these expeditions have gone in to try to figure out what is going on in this area, Area X. Every single person on every single expedition has died. And Annihilation follows the 13th expedition. It is entirely women. It's told from the point of view from one woman. It was the, what was her job? She was the... The biologist. The biologist, yeah. Told from the point of view of the biologist on the expedition. Not surprisingly, doesn't go great for their expedition. But here's why I'm recommending it. Yes, it's the whole like, okay, he needs sci-fi. This is what I can do. But more so, I think that TV is great at being TV. Books are really good at being books. And this book is one that like reminded me of why reading is a different activity than watching TV. When I read it, I felt like I was reading like a modern day version of 
an essay written by an 1800s transcendentalist. There's all this talk of the sublime in nature. You get to know this character. Character's so well depicted through the first person narrative. And it's just super like spooky. There was a point I was reading it at home alone at night. And it like made me jump and throw the book down at this one (laughs) specific part. And that specific part, I don't want to give it away, but there would have been no jump if it was done as a TV series. And in fact, it was done as a movie. And that part does not have nearly the same effect because it's all about how the reader, it breaks the fourth wall a little bit. It's really cool. Uh, (laughs) As I was sitting listening to some other recommendations, I was thinking, you know, I'm not really giving you exactly what you want. I'm trying to shoehorn my recommendation. It is a really good book. It might be what you need. It's so good. It's another series that you like want to know what what is happening. I think this might be what you need, but if this is not what you need, I did want to share one more series recommendation that I think is a little bit more up your alley. Ursula K. Le Guin's Earthsea series. It's a middle grade series, but it is more squarely in type of book that you've enjoyed in the past. It goes super fast because it's middle grade, but it's like some of the most sophisticated middle grade that I've ever read. Some people say that it was kind of a precursor to Harry Potter. It is about a boy who finds out that he's a wizard, but it's so much more sophisticated in terms of the world and the magic and looking at social themes of pride and honor in a way that Harry Potter does in this like flashy way. Ursula K. Le Guin, who's just super brilliant, does it in a more subtle and I think more authentic way. Many books, seven books. There's also a really cool illustrated giant version Ooh, of it. Oh, that's so fun. Sounds like you need pictures, Tom. There's some pictures. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. <laughs> okay, Sam, bring us home. Sorry, Tom. I'm not going to give you any of what you want. I'm not a big fantasy or science fiction reader, largely due to Emma's persuasive tactics. I have read some Naomi Novik and... Yeah, she delivers, so I would definitely second that. I'd also throw in the Saga series if you're into graphic novels or if you want to give graphic novels a try. Again, that's a series that's going to hit you right in the space opera, Serenity-esque sort of zone. And again, a very, very long series. Is it ongoing? It's it's not completed. So this is is a graphic novel series and definitely well worth, I think, anybody's time, whether you're a sci-fi reader or not and whether you're a big graphic novel reader or not. And that's Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples' dream team there as well. So as has been discussed in other episodes, I tend to rely on nonfiction actually to get myself out of a slump. And as I was kind of reflecting on your question, it definitely leans towards fiction and specifically sci-fi fantasy. Having looked to education, maybe wanting to take a step back from that or, you know, not be too burdened by it. I found a way to kind of break myself out of a slump by doing that. And so I'm going to throw it at you and see if this sticks. A couple of the books that have broken me out of rating slumps in big ways were books that were fast paced nonfiction, but were not so close to home and so close to reality right now that they brought me down. But I found myself coming out of them with lessons that I could then kind of apply to situations that are happening right now in the world. And I think that the best books, whether they're fiction or nonfiction, science fiction, fantasy, romance, whatever, kind of do that. So without further ado, Say Nothing by Patrick Radden Keefe was, I think, after probably a six-month reading slump the book that kept me up all night to finish it. Nonfiction, a history book that looks at the entire scope of the troubles in Northern Ireland through the lens of one 
still unsolved disappearance of one person and the various different actors involved in it. So it's a story about politics. It's a story about oppression. It's a story about religion. It's a story about how people who should theoretically be very close to one another can be driven apart by ideology. It also reads like a mystery novel, really an incredible piece of reporting. And I found that it was not a struggle to get through, even though many of the themes in it are dark and are also feel very of the moment. It just screamed along. I could not put this book down. And and I learned a ton about something that I should have known more about. Another one by Adam Higginbottom is Midnight in Chernobyl, which may feel a little bit too close to the news right now as we look at the ongoing war in Ukraine. It definitely is, stands on its own as a, a really wonderful, almost a caper. It's really brilliantly researched. If you streamed, for instance, the Chernobyl miniseries and wanted to know more about that story, this is a great place to jump in. Again, this is a book that just kept me up all night. Interestingly enough, I read this book as kind of escapism at the very beginning of the pandemic when we were in quarantine and we were kind of watching various state and local governments juggle information and learning the science or not right before our eyes. And this book was a really interesting way to digest that because some of the themes are very similar without me feeling like I was watching the news and overdoing it. It's very well written and fast paced. Might work for you, might not, but it did work for me. Thanks, guys. I joked a minute ago about the collective brain, and there is a collective brain happening here. Like, you all are in sync, and you're helping each other find titles and things. But I really want to point out with great gratitude the amount of cooperation and genuine enjoyment that these bookstore owners seem to have for each other is palatable at this table. It's not that it's surprising, it's just something that I really appreciate, that there's these three stores who are in the same area who could view each other as competition and are choosing not to. And I think that's pretty amazing, especially given the news. So I just wanted to point that out before we close. And we should close with everyone trying to remember what they recommended. So these are the books for Tom. You like Dune, you like The Magicians, you love The Years of Merlin, and what people came up for you included Sam. Well, I said Naomi Novik was a good call. I recommended Saga by Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples, and two completely off-track nonfiction recommendations, which were Say Nothing by Patrick Radenkeefe and Midnight in Chernobyl by Adam Higginbottom. Emma. I recommended Naomi Novik, specifically A Deadly Education and Becky Chambers, specifically A Long Way to a Small Angry Planet. Carrie? I recommended N.K. Jemison as an author, but specifically the Broken Earth trilogy, and also the Expanse series by James S.A. Corey. And finally, Allie? I recommended the full Area X trilogy, or Just Annihilation, by Jeff Vandermeer, or The Wizard of Earthsea, or the full Earthsea series by Ursula K. Le Guin. And with that, we end episode number 12. Shelf Help is brought to you by The Book Jam, a nonprofit designed to help readers find their next great book, CATV Upper Valley Media Community, and these three fabulous Upper Valley bookstores, Yankee Bookshop in Woodstock, Vermont, the Norwich Bookstore in Norwich, Vermont, and Still North Books and Bar in Hanover, New Hampshire. If you've got a reading dilemma, you can email us a question or send us a voice memo at shelfhelpuv at gmail.com. 
or you can contact any of these three fabulous stores using your preferred social media method. We're here to help your shelves. Thanks for being with us. See you next time on Shelf Help. Thank you for listening to CATV Podcasts. If you found this episode interesting and would like to find more Upper Valley content at CATV, please visit our website at catv8.org. That is C-A-T-V, the number eight, dot org. You can find all of our podcasts under the listen section on our homepage.